It's hard to know how to start these things when uh, the world is this, whatever is happening. It's hard to know. Like, do you come in hot? Do you come in cold? Do you come in with questions? Do you come in with concerns? Uh, do I express the insanity? Do I ignore the insanity? Nobody knows what to do. Everybody needs to uh, do what's best for them and not judge others for the way they're handling this, you know? Uh, I saw some people getting on to somebody on Instagram, uh, I think it was yet last night, like, oh, real time to self-promote yourself, buddy. And like, like, you know, it was just an artist whose show is canceled and they're trying to get, you know, some people to look at the work, even though their show isn't there. And I thought that was so, and anyway, a couple of people came up and decided to make their comments about, came up as if it's like a lecture on Instagram. Um but gave this person a hard time. And, you know, this reminds me of even when uh, celebrities die and everybody reacts in their own ways. Like it turns into, sometimes it seems like people make it all about them. Like, oh, here's my selfie with Joan Rivers and this is what she meant to me. But that's just kind of how people do things. So uh, now, along with every other time on earth, everybody should just let people do their thing. If you don't like it, shut up and move on. That's the way I feel about it. Unless somebody is really, truly harming somebody else, you don't need to put in your two cents. Just let people, like, do you know how many times I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see someone do something that I personally find idiotic or absurd or disgusting? <laughs> Pretty much all the time. Um, have I ever commented about it? No, because it's not my job to police their lives. So, uh, that is my thought on that. Live and let live at this point. Uh, what else? Wow, long pause there for me. Uh, I hate the term wipe up. We've been hearing a lot about cl cleaning and a lot about wiping surfaces. And anytime I hear the word wipe, the term wipe up, I really, that's as bad as all the other gross words that most people hate, like moist and stuff. I'm just going... I mean, I really do feel sick to my stomach when I, isn't that a gross term? Wipe surfaces, no problem. Wipe up, whole different connotation for me. So there's a lot of grossness. There's a lot of, uh, well, I don't know if there's a lot of gross things going on right now. There's just a lot of behavior. <laughs> there's more behavior right now than ever before that I've ever seen in my 42 years on this planet. So yeah, a lot of behavior going on. Uh... I will say that as of last night, I'm going to try to uh, distance myself from social media. I've always social distanced myself uh, in general, in real life, in the tangible human body form. So that I've got down now. And I've taken many uh, sabbaticals from the internet and from the mayhem on social media. But there was just stuff that was going on yesterday there was a lot of good stuff too. Like my friend Cecile McLaurin Salvant did a concert from what I believe to be her um, home. She and Sullivan Fortner, this two-person outrageously magnificent and kind of awe-inspiring performance. Look up Cecile, look up look up Sullivan and and look up their work because whoa, but Cecile is not only um, a Grammy award-winning singer, 
musician. She is also a really incredible visual artist as well. So uh, check out her. I'll put a link to her uh, website in the description. But anyway, so there were good things going on. Like they, from their apartment, um, Sullivan on piano, Cecile singing. And it was just so much better than anything I had seen anywhere for the last week, you know? So that was good. So I don't want to, you know, say there was nothing good, but there were just other things that I don't want to get into where I was just going, I don't think I can do this anymore. And also the conflicting information, especially when you're looking at social media, I think it's dangerous right now because I could, and I noticed my own brain, which is, you know, I'm not claiming to be brighter than anybody. I'm pretty dim really, but I'm not that dumb. And honestly, I can feel my brain believing anything I read. Like, oh, if it sounds good to me, I'll go with it. Like, oh, that sounds like a good, that sounds right. And then the next person says something else and it's totally opposite. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so I just don't know what to believe about anything. So I figured I'd just check the proper websites when I need to know. And I'll continue to do my part by staying away for now. But I can't keep looking at it. It's just tormenting me. And and right when I'm feeling good about life or feeling like, all right, because my personal, in my home, everything's great. Damien is writing music nonstop, staying home, watching interesting, you know, things on YouTube, everything like that's all inspiring. Frankie is so happy and fun and cuddly and loves this new bird I call Larry in the front yard. Barry, the cat, was missing, and he came back the other day. I was so happy about that. Um, I ordered this thing before all this broke out from Etsy, this uh, wolf sculpture from the 1840s, this bronze, and it's badass, and I could just stare at that for two hours and be completely content. And I am in my studio, and I am cleaning up my yarn room, and I am organizing the pantry, and I'm doing all this stuff. And so, like, I can get into that mode where truly, and that doesn't mean I'm ignoring the realities, but I'm just feeling great, you know, inside. I'm just trying only for self-survival. Again, this doesn't mean that I'm an asshole, and I don't believe what's going on, and I don't have a lot of empathy and sympathy for the entire world right now. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But if I can feel good while making a granny square with, while crocheting something for 15 minutes, then you better believe I'm going to try to feel good and, and live in the present moment during that time or when I'm making dinner. And you have, I have to tune it out or I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. So that's where I am. And I really think that I'm going to stop looking on social media for as long as it takes um, I have a couple of things that I wanted to do on there, so I don't know if I'm really, but I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you guys enjoying the presence of social media in your life through this, or are you not? Are you finding it to be more plaguing than helpful, or are you, you know, what is it that you're experiencing? Is it is it healthy for you to express yourself and how you're feeling on there? Because see, that if it were healthy for me to express myself and how I'm feeling right now on there, then I think I would feel differently. But it's not. That's not where I do my expressing uh, about this kind of stuff. I'm more um, just consuming art and that kind of thing on there. But then I'll just stumble upon, I'm putting in quotes, news on Instagram where people are reposting things and stuff. And I'm just, that's where it gets dangerous for me. Okay, I got to hit pause. I got to drink this. Drinking an Americano, decaf, one second, I'll be back. By the way, I made this, this thing myself. I did not go anywhere.
I did go outside, but I didn't go anywhere yesterday. I went, um, Damien had, had to take all this stuff to the, the recycling center. Um, and when he came back, he said, Robin, the snow geese are gone and the new geese have come. And this area of the world is this like crossroads for all these geese and these Russian geese come from, uh, Russia. <laughs> Where do you think they come from? Texas? These Russian geese come from Russia in October and they land on Moss. Like I'm talking, it looks like millions and millions of huge, these snow geese are like the size of me. And it's a, it's the most incredible sight. And they're allowed all winter long. And they've been dispersing and going home. But our regular geese, who I guess live in this area all the time, have come back now. This is their home for the warmer months. So they're here. And they also, it was like millions and millions. So Damien took me out. And we were standing in a field watching these things for a long time. I put it on my Instagram. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm plugging my Instagram <laughs> after talking shit about it. But... R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. I think it'll be up there for a little bit longer if you want to check it out if I get to posting this in time. Uh, so anyway, that'll be in my stories. But it was just absolutely delightful. And again, took me out of the moment. There was nobody really around. If they were, they were distant from where I was standing. And it was really, I was really grateful to Damien for being willing to like go out and dump things in the recycling center while I was staying home and doing other things because he saw that. And I just thought, what if he hadn't gone and done that in that exact moment? Because they kind of only congregate in one field for one day. And I happened to see it with the snow geese last fall. And now I happen to see this with the regular geese. Anyway, it was greatly inspiring to me. It, um, Yeah, I don't know. If you've ever seen Winslow Homer's left and right, I think those are geese. And it made me really think, I've done versions of that drawing. In fact, I have one on my wall made me really want to draw geese. So we'll see if that happens. Right now I'm drawing on canvas, which I've never really done before. I started to experiment with that before my trip overseas and I really liked the results. I don't want to paint on canvas probably ever again. It's just not what I want to do. But I grew up as a painter and I'm very used to the feel of canvas and how it feel like how it works when you're drawing on it as I would you know, do underdrawings for paintings on canvas a lot. And I really am liking it. It's very hard for me to get, sorry, I'm going into studio visit talk. I hope that's okay with everybody, but just to, who the hell knows? I'm just talking. So this is going to be a long one maybe. But anyway, so instead of paper, where I can get all the details in the world I want, I have to struggle to loosen up on paper because I have such a tendency to, uh, get into minutia and that's just how I draw but on canvas especially on linen which I'm working on some sort of linen right now I can't do that and I haven't stretched it I haven't pre-stretched it on stretcher bars so it's just against the wall or on the table hi Frankie and I can't get any detail but I can get I can still make imagery and so it's really weird to see my hand drawing something that's absolutely sorry Frankie's rubbing on me and it's cute that that just it's impossible that nobody on earth could get detail the way I'm doing this on on this material so I really like it that's not to say I'm moving on from all detail on paper I usually draw tons of detail but this is just a good experiment and you know all my shit got canceled all my fairs got canceled or postponed all the shows are postponed 
So I feel like this is the time to experiment. And I do feel like this is a good time for artists when we are grappling with the world's problems, just like everybody on earth is. And then you're, you're most people seem to have more time to um, kind of do odd things all of a sudden. So I'm just going with that and the way that feels to me right now. And it seems like it's experimental time. It could all fail. I did two drawings yesterday and I hated them like with an intense passion. I was so mad at them and so disturbed by myself. And it was actually really upsetting. I had to snap out of it afterwards. Sometimes I just have to actually snap out of it or I'll wallow in. I'm so shitty. Everything I do is horrible. I used to be good. Now I'm bad. I, I don't want to go down that path. It's a little overly dramatic for me nowadays. Uh, does anybody else find as I get older, the overly dramatic stuff is just such a bore? Okay, I got to drink more. Hold on. I set up a cute little reading area in the upstairs hallway landing, and it's so cute. Although I don't quite have a chair yet, so I only have a beanbag there. But um, we bought these World Book Encyclopedias, the classic ones, the blue, you know, these. I grew up with them, and they're the reason I'm an artist. I always say that. Because, you know, printing back then was expensive, so everything but like 12 pages was in black and white. I'm talking in the whole set of the alphabet. So I, uh, anyway, we found these somewhere, and we decided this upstairs area is going to be a reference section library. So I got this cheap-ass bookshelf that I had to put together myself, which was completely annoying and took me two and a half hours. But now that it's up, it looks great, and I want to get instead of the beanpag, like a really cool velvet sitting chair, sitting chair, whatever. I don't know, like a cozy chair of some sort and a little table and just have this little mini reference library upstairs. So that's something that I've been putting off doing. I bought that cheap shelf like five months ago and it feels really good to get stuff like that done. I don't remember why I'm telling you guys that. Oh, well, because I guess I could launch into what I'm going to read to you guys today. In the process of kind of getting ready for that and finding all my other reference books, like I have a Latin dictionary and some other things that I'm looking for, um, I found this book. Let me go grab it. I'll be right back. So back in probably early 2000s, I read a lot of Proust. I don't even like saying those words out loud because it makes me sound like a, a dick for some reason. Not that reading Proust makes you an asshole, but... I think I think that it, it was a little much. I think I got a little... Anyway, I do love Marcel Proust. There's no doubt about it. And um, anyway, I got a little too obsessed with the whole thing. But And so I bought this book that's a little bit dorky. It's called The Proust Questionnaire by Oceline. But not The Proust Questionnaire, if you know anything about it, it's not dorky at all. It's really, really good. Let me pull it up so that you know what I'm talking about. Um... All right, the Proust questionnaire, here it is, Wikipedia page. I'm, I guess you could do this yourself, but I'm just kind of curious. I can't remember the whole history of it. Set of questions answered by the French writer Marcel Proust and often used by modern interviewers. So it's a, uh, Proust answered the questionnaire in a confession album, a form of parlor game popular among Victorians. The album belonged to his friend Antoinette, daughter of future French president Felix, uh, no idea, four, titled An Album to Record Thoughts, Feelings. Um, so that was published, or no, the, the album was found in 24 and saw, you know, these answers from Proust in here. And this exact book is very kind of 
a gimmicky looking book where there's certain people who answered it in here and you see it in their own, like Luke Sante. Let's see who else is in here. Oh, there's my answers. I, so there's like area for you to fill out your own. But other people who have done this, according to the Wikipedia page, Oscar Wilde, Karl Marx, Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, blah, blah, blah. All right, so anyway, this book actually mimics the one that Proust wrote in. It looks like it. It's a nice looking book. I will say that. Nicely put together. And um, I'm going to read to you guys so you can answer in your own way. If you want to send them to me somehow, if you want to just write them down, if you want to just say them out loud when I read them. Oh, I have one from my mom here. Your favorite virtue. Her favorite virtues are kindness, ambition, honesty, and frankness. Well, she must like me. Uh, this is from June 20th, 2008. My mom answered these for me. Her favorite qualities in a man are intelligence and sense of humor. Well, that's my dad, so that looks out. That works out. Um, her chief characteristic is honesty. I would say that's true. I think her chief characteristic is kindness. Her idea of misery is excessive hunger, thirst, tiredness, aching feet, and legs. Well, sadly, she's always tired and she always has aching feet and legs. So that's really sad. But I do think she satiates herself. So that's good. Favorite color and flower, tulips, red and yellow. Uh, let's see. Her present state of mind was happy and content. All right. You guys want to hear some of my old answers from July 22nd, 2007. Uh, my chief characteristic. God, I'm very uncomfortable. Hold on. Whoops. I just knocked things over. Okay. Sorry if that's really loud. Hold on. All right. Uh, my favorite, no, my chief characteristic in 2007 was I worry. That's true. Your idea of misery to stop learning. My favorite color and flower, deep orange and gray, tulips, kangaroo paws, and Gerber daisies. I like a lot of those still. I, I wouldn't say that was how, that's not how I would answer that today. Favorite poet back then. Oh, let's see what I said. Robinson Jeffers. I do love Robinson Jeffers. Um, let's see. Favorite food and drink. French fries and water. That's pretty true, actually. Um, pickles above French fries at this point. My pet aversion. Terracotta. Yeah. Uh, well, God, what fault you have, for what fault have you the most toleration? I said insanity. I don't know if that's a very good answer, man. That That is probably part of my problem. All right, let's see. So there's a couple different versions of it in here. Um, and let me see, I'm just going to pick one and not get distracted. And I'm going to read these to you guys. Okay, here we go. Your chief characteristic what is your chief characteristic? What is your favorite quality in a man? And then what is your favorite quality or qualities in a woman? What are your favorite qualities in friends? Hmm. Let me think about that. My definitely sense of humor for me. Home bodies are good. Like uh, I, I need my friends to also be introverts who need a lot of time at home. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just going to clash. If you're asking me to go to the bar every night, we're gonna have, we're just not gonna be friends. I mean, that's just how it goes. Okay, your biggest flaw. What is your biggest flaw? What is your favorite occupation? Mine has always been writer. It's not artist. What I do? Hell no. I like writers more. Uh, your idea of happiness. 
What is your idea of misery? If you were not yourself, who would you be? Actually, I am curious. <laughs> Sorry, back to me. Uh, if I wasn't myself, what would I be? Uh, this one doesn't... Oh. Oh, yeah. Good answer, Robin. A well-cared-for pet. That is either a dog or a cat. Yeah, I would be Frankie. Hello. Okay, where would you like to live? I probably said Scotland. Let's see what I said. A comfortable log cabin in the woods. I don't live in a log cabin. I don't live in the woods, but the essence of that is basically where I've arrived in, in life, so that's pretty good. Your favorite color and flower, your favorite prose authors, your favorite poets. Who are your favorite heroes in fiction? And who are your favorite heroines in fiction? Who are your favorite composers? Yeah, I'm seeing this male-female stuff. We're going to have to update this. Somebody, maybe me, or maybe not. You know what? I don't, I'm not going to do it. This is not my forte. But somebody out there needs to update the Proust questionnaire with gender-neutral answers. <clears throat> or, I mean, questions. So let's do that because this is all very male-female, isn't it? Let's, let's update that, guys. Let's not, let's not do the wrong thing and keep this like this. Okay, your favorite composers. Oh, there's Barry. I got to go, guys. Barry's here. All right, sorry about that. But when I saw, okay, so big news from Barry. For anybody new to the podcast, Barry is this adorable, beautiful, sweet as hell cat who lives some, somewhere in the neighborhood. <clears throat> and he, he swings by most often, but he was missing for a while. And I love this cat so much. I'm kind of obsessed with him. Uh, I even like made him during the cold snow time. I made him with a heating pad, this in like this tent and all this stuff so that he would be safe indoors and all that. Anyway, or not indoors, but outdoors. I made him like an outdoor warm tent kind of thing with all these old blankets and everything. And anyway, I think about him all the time. And was so sad when I got home from Europe and he wasn't here. And then he came back and I'm so excited. I think I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. So anytime I see him, I'm excited. And I have this window looking out on this path he walks on a lot. And so I, in my studio here where I'm recording the podcast. And I saw him, as you know, and I ran out there. And I always feed him. I have a little bowl of food for him. Well, anyway, after I, I noticed he has a, like, he had a collar, an old collar, where I felt like, it was really old, like maybe a, a year and a half, two years old. Well, he has a brand new, really cool looking collar right now. And I'm like, Barry, you cheater. Barry totally has a family. Now it all makes sense. Barry has a family. And he was probably indoors because it was colder. Except that, I, I don't know, recently. I don't know what's going on. But the, the point is, Barry is not a homeless cat like I thought. I, didn't, I thought he needed my food. I thought he needed my attention. Barry is doing just fine. And then as I'm petting him, I'm still loving him, even though I'm like, okay, I feel both betrayed and also happy to know that he's got a good family who's taking care of him, giving him this collar, but he has no name tag. So I'm a little mad at this family anyway. Now, me personally, no offense to anybody out there, I'm not an indoor, outdoor cat. I do not believe in it. If you're going to keep a cat indoors, they should be all indoors. That's my belief. I know that's unique to me, whatever. I'm just one of these people. I don't I don't like letting my cat, I would never let my cat outside ever. But I'm all for outdoor cats too. Like I think they're a whole other thing. So, but the indoor outdoor thing, I don't know. If you guys do it, you can tell me why, how you can sleep at night knowing your cat's outside. I don't understand. 
But anyway, um, I mean, I'm, I'm an obsessive owner though. I'm an obsessive cat lover and my cats. Oh, anyway, I didn't want to admit to that because a lot of people have a big problem with people like me, but whatever it is, what it is, I'm never going to change. So this is, this is how I like it. I think it's a way to keep your cat healthy. So anyway, Barry, then I'm petting him in the sunshine on the cement and he swatted at me. He's never been mean to me before. And suddenly he's also mean. So now all of, all of a sudden in about 10 minutes, I find out Barry has a brand new fashionable collar. He still has no name tag and he's kind of a jerk. So I'm a little heartbroken. I still love Barry, but this is going to take me all day to get through, to be honest with you. Okay. So the last one I mentioned, I believe was your favorite composers. List those for me, people. Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, even though I'm not going to be on it probably. I'll get back into it and then I'll see your answers. Or you can um, email them to the website. I have a new intern who's looking at my emails for that. So me reading stuff at iCloud.com. Okay, let's see. Favorite heroes in real life. Wait, favorite painters. Oh, favorite painters. Let's see who I listed. Do you guys want to hear or not? Uh, Goya, Twombly, Kiefer, Rothko, Bosch, Friedrich, Rocher, Balka. Okay, let's say the next one. Who are your favorite heroes in real life? This is where people might write God. This is where people might write their mother. Uh, let's see what I wrote. Favorite heroes. I wrote my mom. All right, I wrote my mom. Your favorite heroine in history. Why is it favorite heroes in real life and your favorite heroine in history? What the hell does that mean? Whatever. Just write your favorite heroes or heroines, whatever we call them. Hero X. Hero X. Uh, tell me who your favorite heroes are. There's no need to divvy this up in male and female. Um, your favorite names. Love that one. I've always loved the name Peter. That's my favorite. Uh, as a Catholic, you have to pick your um, saint or your, what, how do you do it? When you're getting confirmed as a Catholic, you have to pick your saint. And I got special permission to pick Peter, even though you're supposed to, back to what the Proust thing is. You have to pick somebody who's your same sex. Like I would have to pick a female saint. Well, I didn't want to. I wanted to pick Peter because I love Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch. And that was my reason. And the priest let me do it. So take that, world. All right. Anyway, your favorite. No, no. What is your pet aversion? This is where I said terracotta. Terracotta. <laughs> what am I from Massachusetts? Uh, what are your pet aversions? Things like loud eaters, things like uh, people who Oprah for Oprah. She doesn't like people who chew gum. What are yours? Uh, what characters in history do you most dislike? Well, first of all, I'd like to compliment the Proust questionnaire for not saying male characters or female characters. So for once, we have a gender neutral question. What characters in history do you most dislike? <clears throat> um, I'm going to say any racist or any pedophile. All right. Military deed that you admire the most? Okay. The, I don't know exactly how to answer that. The reform that you appreciate. The reform that you appreciate. Well, I see my old answer is I'd appreciate socialized health care. Yeah, these are my answers. All right. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Um, let's see. What gift from nature would you like to have? 
That's a good question. What do you guys say? What gift from nature would you nature would you like to have? How would you like to die? What is your present state of mind? <laughs> Poor all of us. I can only imagine everybody's present state of mind. It can't be good. Probably not that great. But then again, I just want to point out, we can, however, in this one moment, if you're just with yourself or your family and you're eating something great or you're cleaning the countertops or you're folding clothes or you're listening to me and you're about to read or you're drawing or painting or sculpting or whatever, taking a walk, because at this point in most places you can still take a walk, maybe right now your present state of mind is actually you're okay. And to be okay within a moment under the umbrella of really scary times is okay to feel. Don't feel like you can't feel that way. All right. For what fault have you the most toleration? There's my insanity one. That that has changed, by the way. I have no... That was back in, what, 2007 or something? I have no tolerance for that anymore. Sorry. It's not like I hate insane people, but what I meant by that was I had a... I had a thing where I would almost collect insane people into my life. And I'm not kidding. And I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to do it. It was like a natural inclination where it was just something I was almost addicted to. And whoa, man, I've learned my lesson and it is so done. So not what I feel anymore. And the last but not least is what is your favorite motto? All right, you guys, that is pretty fun. Let's see. I, by the way, I saw one in here that I gave my dad, and I know my dad had no patience for it because he basically very quickly stopped answering questions, but one of his questions was so funny. All right, this is Jim O'Neill, June 20th, 2008. His favorite virtue is being happy. This is the one. I'm going to read the funniest one last. Uh, his present state of mind, very relaxed, he said. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I guarantee he's like that every time he could answer this question. Your favorite motto? This one is cool. Know your fire. How badass is that? I don't know. Is that a common motto or phrase? Know your fire? Damn, dad. And here's my favorite. This is the only other one he answered. Your favorite occupation. He wrote, working at Six Flags. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've got great hilarious parents and I'm very very happy about it all right you guys hold on let me let me take a sip of coffee and figure out how I want to end this today this is a this is one of the longest episodes I've ever done it might be the longest one all right I will say that a lot of people have reached out and said they want more podcasts for this time most people are listening to more podcasts I know I am uh, so I'll try to do that I've also had a lot of requests for longer episodes uh, the, the point of this is if, you know, I listen to really long podcasts. Most podcasts are long, much longer than mine. Um, I remember the days when mine were only five minutes. Sometimes they were five to 10 minutes, and then it's been an average of about 20. Uh, but I feel like talking a lot. I really do. And I'm, so who knows? If you don't like it, if you don't like the longer ones, then I guess you just listen to a portion of them and bow out. I'm not like looking for uh, total commitment here. Uh, if anybody's new to the podcast, what I do here is I just hang out with you guys. I talk, I ask questions, I answer questions myself. I tell you about things in my life, whether it be, I don't know. I mean, whatever's going on. So in a way, is it self-indulgent? I don't know. You tell me a little bit, but I think more than any, anything, I want to connect with people. I'm somebody who's always um, 
or in, in the past, I've always was very alone. <laughs> I'm realizing that this is a little bit weird lately for me to be very transparent with you guys. Uh, I think my podcast was birthed from a lot of loneliness and it was a need to connect with people on a level that I wanted to connect, which had a lot to do with reading. And what I haven't said to anybody new to the podcast is like, this is really about sharing words written down with people. I love reading out loud. Today was an odd episode because I'm not really reading a poem or a passage. I'm, I'm reading from the Proust questionnaire, but I thought that would be fun for this week. Um, but yeah, normally I read something that I got really excited about that week. And um, the reason I think I needed it was I didn't have, I, I didn't have a lot of uh, that going on. So I was, and I'm also, yeah, I mean, I'm an introvert. I like to, I don't, I can't really socialize a lot for various reasons. And so um, this was a way to communicate. And I heard from my listeners a lot and heard their thoughts about what I was reading and got to get great recommendations from people. And I've forged really close relationships with a lot of the people who listen, who also love poetry and literature. And TV. I talk about TV a lot, too. Sometimes I'll read from something like a Lifetime movie, which is my favorite type of movie. For real, I say that without joking. Uh, and I lost my, I don't know where my phone is, as usual, but I would, I had something to play for you guys from a Lifetime movie. I'll do it next time. Anyway, the point is, is that I frankly am doing a lot better in in my life. Uh, there's always challenges. There's all sorts of things going on with me that are challenging. But I think, to be honest with you, my loneliness that I never admitted to having, I was just always being so um, proud of the fact that I never got lonely. That's what I said. And this is after, you know, year, being in therapy since 18, being in Al-Anon, for the last whatever, however many years, and like eight, seven or eight years, eight or nine years, I can't remember. I always forget, but um, a lot of self-actualization going on here, but I didn't own up to the fact that I was lonely for a long time. And I just was, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I had, I have plenty and I always have had plenty of friends. I'm very satisfied in my life in that respect, but I'm much less lonely now. I'm much more connected and feel like I'm heard. And um, I just feel, yeah, I'm, I'm in a very, very different place uh, as a person. And so the podcast sometimes, for me, I'm probably always going to do it. But I will be honest, the podcast feels different for me now. And you probably have felt it. I don't really need to hear what you've felt, to be honest with you. If, if, if you have something to say about, yeah, I've noticed you don't really care about the podcast anymore. That's really not true. But I am different. And I don't really need to hear about it from other people because it'll feel weird to me. This is weird to say. It's a weird thing to say. But the problem is, is that it's hard for me to get better in these ways. It's hard for me to accept feeling good. And it just is. This is I'm wired in a funny way where I think that, you know, I'm also Catholic. I'm an artist. Like suffering is very much a part of those things um, in, in the cliched ways. And I'm really breaking past that. 
I don't need to be suffering. And I also, I don't need to be suffering to be a good artist. I don't need to suffer to be good to you guys as a podcast person, as a person who lo loves talking to you. So, whoa, this is a long-winded way of saying, I don't know why I was talking about it. I feel different. The podcast is different for me now because I'm not, I mean, God, do I want to say it? I'm not as desperate for connection as I used to be. Is that a weird thing to admit? I don't know. But... I mean, it's not that I don't want to connect with people. I always want to connect with people, especially through these means of poetry and literature. And I want to always, I mean, don't forget that the other thing is I always want to encourage people to buy, buy books, buy uh, contemporary writers and poets books. I think that that's the other main goal I have in it. And I want you guys to keep doing that. So that's the other reason. I mean, there's a million. I still, trust me, even though I'm doing better, I still want to connect and want to share the things I love and hear about what you guys love. So anyway, I just thought I might as well throw that out there. Well, I think it's time to close this guy out, guy or gal out. <laughs> what is this podcast? Is this podcast a male? I don't think so. Um, I'm rubbing my eyes and I shouldn't do that. I love the feeling of rubbing my eyes. And I always used to have crushes on any guy in school that would rub his eyes like he was tired. I always thought that was a very endearing trait. I love that. Well, you guys, let's close this thing out. I love you. I'm thinking of you. We're, we all need to be good to each other, good to ourselves. Do some self-care. Do a lot of self-care. Don't just zone, zone out on the news 24 hours a day. I realize things are changing rapidly, but you don't need to look at it every hour. Maybe every three hours. Maybe every six hours. Um, what do you guys think, again, about the Instagram, Twitter stuff? Should I? Is it good to distance? myself is it not what do you guys think is that is that bad is that um irresponsible of me i want you guys to answer these questions your idea of happiness your favorite heroes in life your favorite names your favorite composers your chief characteristic hit me back email us instagram or tweet us we'll get to it eventually i love you guys goodbye